So we're on eight o'clock now. Maybe some other people will join. Maybe they won't, but we'll get cracking. Just to give you an overview of what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about leveraging LinkedIn. I'm going to talk a little bit how LinkedIn has transformed my career. I'm going to tell you how it can transform your career. So I'm going to talk about ways that you can build a solid brand on LinkedIn, how it's helpful. Obviously, in these market conditions, if you are um, within within talent acquisition or even if you're within cybersecurity, having a solid LinkedIn brand can be really advantageous because it seriously ups your employability levels. Um, also, I'm going to talk about using automation to enhance your capabilities as a talent acquisition professional in a non-annoying way. So I'm going to talk about keeping in touch with uh, your primary talent pools and how this can be done using none of your time uh, on a purely automated basis. And also as well, just talk about how it can make the job of a internal uh, recruiter, talent acquisition, much easier, much less stressful. But first of all, I'll just start with a little bit of why me? Why should I be telling you guys and girls about this? So I started posting properly put my around about 18, 24 months ago. And I'm not a million miles of 20,000 followers. So I've got a reasonable, reasonable amount of followers now. And it has just really made life easier. It's really enhanced my ability to get hold of candidates. It's really chopped down my time to hire drastically. Don't use loads of in-mails these days, but the industry average is up to about 25%. My response rate is about 78%. Not because I'm a magician or anything like that. It is purely for the fact that uh, I've built a brand on LinkedIn, which anyone anyone can do. I'm just going to give you a, a, a miniature story. I had a client fall out internally with, with another client because they wanted to use my services. And this particular CTO... I won't name the company. This particular CTO was frustrated because he wanted to use me and the founder didn't. He didn't want to use, didn't want to spend any money on agencies. And the CTO was saying, you're a great recruiter. I know you're a fantastic recruiter. The truth is this CTO had never used me. They were a brand new client. He didn't know if I was an amazing recruiter or a terrible recruiter. The point of the story is it's the LinkedIn brand that carries you. Just for the record, by the way, we're really good at what we do and the service we provide is excellent. But the point I'm making here is that this client had never used me and they were singing my praises from the rooftops having never used me before. It's all down to the LinkedIn brand. So if you listen to what I'm, I'm saying on here, at the minute I'm getting about a quarter of a million impressions a month i'm going to talk you through how to do that and i'm going to talk i'm going to talk you through really how to any any hard to fill roles you'll be much better at filling them i know i've said it before but your time to fill i'm going to talk to you about enhancing your connection requests just so everyone knows the the maximum request you can have on linkedin is thirty thousand. you should be rapidly heading towards that you should be maxing out your connection requests every single week. You get about 100, 150 a, a week, and it's a really good idea to max them out, which I'll talk to, to you about in a, a little bit more detail in a moment. Also as well, I'm going to put this guy's name in the notes, but there's a chap called Sean Anderson. He actually specializes in teaching agency side recruiters how to use LinkedIn and loads of stuff that he talks about is amazing for internal recruitment functions, talent acquisitions. He's a really good guy, but don't worry if you, if you, if you can't find him just now, I'll make sure his link to his profile is in the show notes. So what are the, 
what are the benefits? Why, why should you listen to this? What are the benefits of actually building a brand on LinkedIn? Look, it's no secret that the talent acquisition community, with a lot of the industry in general, it's been it's been a rough ride. Don't get me wrong, there's wins to be had, but it's a rough ride at the minute. But one thing uh, I would say is that having a really strong personal brand on LinkedIn doesn't fully protect you against any downturn, but it significantly helps you. Reason being, employers, large, medium, and small, are realizing that if you've got a strong personal brand, they can essentially leverage this and you can become an extension of their brand. And it really helps It really helps them from a, a employer branded perspective. So it doesn't make you immune to any layoffs. But from what I've seen, I know some internal talent acquisition recruiters with 30, 40, 50, 60,000 followers, and they did maintain their position. So it's a really good way um, to put a force field around you when it comes to any choppy market conditions. My client base, by the way, at the minute, some of my clients specifically asked me for candidates, whether it's cybersecurity engineers, pen testers, whatever it might be, they specifically ask for people with really strong personal brands because they get that it really makes a difference. By the way, I can see someone trying to ask a question. I'm going to do a Q&A at the end. So what I'll do is, as soon as I finish talking, I'm going to open the floor up to questions and any of you can ask me as many questions as you like. No worries. Thanks for the thumbs up. If I don't know, I'll say I don't know, but feel free to ask me anything and everything and I'll do my very best to answer. Also, as well, guys and girls, I just believe times are changing. Um, I used to be a recruiter that just used LinkedIn for posting job ads. It's important to realize when building a personal brand, really, LinkedIn isn't a it's, it's not a job board. By all means, ping your job adverts down there, but that should be a very much just a section of, of what you're using LinkedIn for. It really should be used as a platform for you to bolster your profile. The term I like to use is make your resume 3D. So people are fully aware of you. You're known in the market. You're getting approached by uh, employers, even in these conditions, getting approached by employers because you've got a presence on LinkedIn. Everyone knows who you are. You genuinely are that go-to person in your marketplace when it comes to hiring. And also as well, I'm not here to badmouth job boards or, or job adverts. As an agency, we do still use them sometimes. But there's no two ways about it. Their effects over time are coming down with the prevalence of AI, machine learning and automation. Obviously, people can apply for, for lots and lots of job ads very quickly. So it can create huge volumes of applicants. It can often mean that sifting through them takes longer and longer. So that I do believe that over the years, whilst it's still a place for job adverts, it's worth having the fact that the job adverts need to just be part of the job of a talent acquisition professional or part of the toolkit of a, of a talent acquisition professional. Also as well, I just mentioned about connections. So for anyone that doesn't know, you're allowed 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. The algorithm has just made a change whereby if anyone's noticed their traction on LinkedIn, by the way, going down, 
mean, this is pretty pretty common knowledge, but it, the, your traction on LinkedIn will, will, will have probably gone down recently. And that's because LinkedIn is just showing your first connections, your content. So ne- it has never, ever been more important to max out your connection requests every week. And the chap I mentioned before, Sean, I'm giving him a bit of airtime, but he's a good guy. Sean mentioned this on very recently. This is a guy who, who, who does this for a living. It's his full-time job. He's got a business helping recruiters build brands on LinkedIn. So never before has it been more important to max out those connection requests every week. The other thing as well you can do, when you send someone a connection request, let's say you're a talent acquisition professional in cybersecurity, so you recruit the same industry as me. If there is certain individuals within uh, ethical hacking or, or, or cloud security engineering, you send them a connection request. If they don't accept it, you can retract that connection request and you can send it again. And that's really worth knowing because the top one, two percent in your market, you want to be connected with them. Ideally, if you're specialized and you're niche like I am, you want to be connected to the bulk of the market. So just a, a little caveat to that is when you do retract that connection request, you cannot resend it for three weeks. So it's just worth bearing that in mind. So you don't want to send it and then retract it because they don't accept in the first five minutes. So you obviously want to wait a, a couple of weeks. If they don't accept, you retract it and then you can send them it again. Also as well, um, just generally speaking, the benefits of building a brand. So it's when people know you, when you have this omnipresence on LinkedIn, when you're posting on a very frequent basis, which I'm going to go into more detail in a moment, when you're posting, I post between once and four times a day. And if that feels overwhelming, please don't worry, because I'm going to break things down in a little bit more detail for you in just about three or four minutes time. But basically, when you start posting every day, people get that familiarity when it comes to you. They feel like they know you even when they don't. If you haven't been able to keep in touch with everyone, because with the best will in the world, if you're dealing with lots and lots of candidates, you can't read everyone every night and have a schmoozing call. It it gives you that presence online, which makes people feel like you're following up and keeping in touch, even if you're not actually doing it on a a one-to-one basis. Also as well, I'm fully aware that people operating within the talent acquisition community can sometimes bounce across different industries. So you might be doing cybersecurity roles for two or three, four years. Then you might do some software dev roles. Then you might go into a completely different industry altogether. What I'm about to tell you, this blueprint for building a LinkedIn brand applies to any industry. And I'll give you a a very brief example. There was a client of of ours earlier on this year. They wanted an on-site security cleared SharePoint developer, not completely and utterly out of my remit. Uh, was pretty forthcoming with the client about that. As soon as I started reaching out on LinkedIn, response rate was really good. Managed to source a on-site security cleared SharePoint developer. And again, it's not because I'm, I'm Mr. Special or anything like that. It is purely the the power um, of the LinkedIn brand. When candidates see it, your response rates shoot through the roof. So your time to hire drops big time. And again, this employers know all this, by the way. That's why your employability factor goes up 10x when you've when you've got a very strong LinkedIn brand. And that's why you put a force field around yourself when it comes to layoffs and stuff like that, if your LinkedIn brand's strong, because employers are very uh, wise to all this. And so look, it sounds pretty good building a brand on, on LinkedIn. Your time to hire is quick. 
you ping someone on LinkedIn saying, hey, and they respond, why doesn't everyone just build a brand on LinkedIn? I think there's, there's a few reasons. It's hard work to do it on a consistent basis. You've got to think of content all the time. Don't worry, I've got some solutions. But also, it's not instant. I've talked about, I've talked to different recruiters about it before. And sometimes people post for two, three, four weeks, maybe three or four months. They don't get any instant results and then they stop. This isn't a case of jumping off this live call, doing a couple of posts and um, all of a sudden the, the job of your uh, of a recruiter becomes easy. It's a long-term play. It's a sustained, prolonged, consistent approach. Um, it's a value-led approach. So it's not necessarily talking about yourself. It's thinking about your audience and thinking about the niche or the space that you operate in and thinking how you can add value and, and help them. But I really do think, uh, guys and girls, that times are moving on. I think now's the time to react. Uh, I think if you do react, not everyone will do this. So you'll be in the top few percent of talent acquisition professionals. And I just think the days of a recruiter um, that is sat on LinkedIn, just simply posting jobs and not adding additional value above and beyond being a recruiter, I do think uh, long term over the coming months and years, it will make life it will make life hard for you uh, or anyone else that, that does that. So what have you got to do to build a mega brand on LinkedIn? First thing you've got to do, just try and try not to worry too much about what people think. When I used to first post, I used to get really nervous. If I didn't get many likes, I used to delete the post. I used to watch it. I'd be constantly sat there watching it, checking it every few. Oh, God, no one's liked it. And I'd take it down. And hand on heart, everyone, no one else really cares like anything like you think they do like to, to, to me and you when we do our own post seems like a big deal but I know maybe not to everyone but to me I'm very much like this so I can see some of the emojis laughing so yeah <laughs> it's try and try and drop the ego and try not to be bothered with what people think too much if you can aim for once a day and again if that seems overwhelming I'm going to give you some ideas if you can aim for once a day you're literally running at an optimal rate. Once a day for 12 to 18 months is literally going to transform your LinkedIn brand. It's going to set set the platform on fire for you. And look, a really good hack, what you can do is, if you're not sure what to post, obviously content and ideas for content is a big thing. I think another thing to remember is, as a recruiter, people do care what you think. As recruiters, we are fountains of knowledge we get to find out what people's salaries are if you look at a salary survey online it's always out of date it's never real they're always off the mark they don't do it state to state if you're recruiting in the us it's never you know what it's like if you've got your finger on the pulse in the market the reality of the market compared to what um a random salary survey will say online in my experience is very rarely the the, the truth i'm sure there's some great ones out there but it's very rarely the truth first of all get in the mindset that people do want to hear what you've got to say by the way, when I invite directors of talent acquisition on my podcast, at first, some people are like, oh, you know, Tom, are you sure anyone's going to want to hear from me? Especially because they think my audience is so technical. Let me tell you, people love hearing about resume formatting. They love hearing about how to prepare for an interview. Highly technical guys and girls. The stuff that me and you take for granted, that we'll take for granted as recruiters, very technical people don't necessarily take that for granted so uh, it tips on uh, communication skills 
um, it, resume formatting, which, are, which, are, which I've already mentioned, do's and don'ts within the hiring process, what to wear um, to a remote interview, to a virtual interview. Should I ask questions at the end or not? If I am asking questions, what should I ask? I'd break that down into 10 pieces of content if it, if it was me. So there's lots of ideas for content. Also, what have you spoke about offline? The last offer that you facilitated that got accepted, why did the hiring manager say yes? Did that candidate do something that was really cool, really unique, and he just pinged an email to you? He or she pinged an email to you and said, oh, yeah, I want to hire this candidate because of blah, blah, blah. Put it online. You don't need to necessarily be naming candidates, and there's a, obviously there's a way to do things or, or even the company, but you can talk about offline conversations and just think about the info that you're privy to that the general market isn't privy to. Um, so, yeah, so they're the, the reasons that people don't build a brand and some ideas for, for content on there as well. Next thing I want to talk about on here, by the way, and I know this is a big stat, if you can start a podcast, guys and girls, it's just game changing in terms of employers approaching you. I noticed, by the way, my boss is on this call, so I've probably got to be careful what I say. The founder of our agency is on this call. But uh, even in this market, I get approached all the time by um, other agencies that have never, ever met me, never have any experience of my recruitment ability. They're approaching me purely off the LinkedIn brand. And that is recently in today's market. And it's all off the strength of the brand. Next thing I'm just going to move on to is I just want to move on to automation. Uh, you've got to be careful here because we don't want to annoy people. But another way you can really reduce your time to hire, this is something you can put on your resume. If you've lost your job at the minute, sorry, not at the minute, but if you've lost your job, ever lose your job in the future in a, in a separate downturn, using automation in this way can really help you. So if you're working for a large organization, any of the, I'll, I'll just pick Google and Amazon as a pure example. Um, if you're working for, for those organizations or any large organization, you're going to have a lot of data of people that have given you their email addresses and stuff like that. Every time you speak to a candidate, if you're speaking to someone in the top, top tier that you'd like to place at some point, the company you're representing would love to get their hands on him or her. Just ask them for permission to send them your blog. You can produce a blog. We can talk about that in a minute or, or, or ask them for permission to send them valuable tips on hiring. Then what you can do, you can use automation software like Instantly, HubSpot, Lemlist. This basically sequences your in-mails. Instantly tracks open rates. It tracks success on subject lines. It, you can really monitor what information is most valuable to the community and not. And what this does is, let's say you've got a nurturing campaign with 100, 200, 300 of the best SOC analysts, cybersecurity engineers, CISOs, offensive security engineers. When your company has a requirement, let's just pick cloud security engineer. You've been nurturing on an automated basis those cloud security engineers because you've just been giving them really valuable, useful content on an automated basis every week or every few days. They all know you're going to do it. You're not annoying them. You're not being spammy. It's all been pre-agreed with them. And it's such a good way to essentially build awesome mega uh, talent pools and it's one of the secrets to why when a client rings our agency with a requirement i can move with very high levels of quality um at huge amounts of pace because we're not having to place a job advert wait for people to come in perhaps a job ad does well maybe it does well maybe it doesn't we've got people in our network i don't actually like the term 
headhunter because often we're not headhunting. We actually have already got the people in our immediate networks and we are very much just in touch with them all the time. Another thing as well is for the top for the top tier people in your if you are specialized and I, I appreciate some people do jump across different industries if you're in the talent acquisition profession. If you are specialized, you can really be, for example, the, the, the top guys and girls in, in, in cybersecurity, they're on Signal with me. They're on Telegram. We're on WhatsApp. If they use WhatsApp, a lot of InfoSec guys and girls don't like using WhatsApp. And it means that you can move fast at pace. By the way, everyone, we're coming up to half an hour now. Would anyone like to ask him any questions on what I've just said so far? Yep, Kathy, I'm just going to. Hey, Kathy, can you hear me? So my question is, because I'm new to this, is you said that there is an application you used. Can you spell it for me? It was for the automated email software. Correct. Yeah, it's called Instantly. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Just another thing, Kathy, as well, by the way, what is useful if you're, depending on how large the volume is. So if it's a small nurturing campaign of 50, 100 people, you, you would... Um, you would probably use your own email for that. That would be okay. But if you are getting to the stage where you've got 500, 1,000 candidates uh, within a nurturing campaign, you would use a separate domain. So you would speak to your employer, explain the situation, and you would use a different um, domain to protect the health of the main domain. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, cool. No worries. Thank, thank you. Thanks for your question. Is anyone else? Would anyone else like to ask any questions? Hey, Unk, how are you doing? Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. I think I'm hey. happy to be here. And I think okay. you've actually made uh, a lot of uh, encouraging, given a lot of encouragement, you know, like mm-hmm. some of the tools we talked about. Do you have okay. any skills about networking, especially for those who are job hunting? Yeah, in terms of in terms of networking, again, I think it's very specific to what you're doing. If you're recruiting or if you're building a network for your business in your local area, I think real FaceTime is absolutely is absolutely amazing. I think listen, I think LinkedIn, I made a comment earlier about LinkedIn isn't a job board. What LinkedIn is a social obviously a social networking site is such it's such a good place to build a following to do business on we get so many client inquiries we get a lot of candidate inbound leads through linkedin so i genuinely think i take the approach of don't do a lot of other social bar linkedin i really double triple down all my efforts in and around linkedin i think stuff like facebook and so on and so forth i think there's lot of noise on there. I know there is on LinkedIn, but I do genuinely think LinkedIn is the platform where it's at in terms of certainly in terms of recruitment and certainly in terms of, of business in general. Does that does that help you, my friend? Yeah, it does. It does. Thank you very much, Thomas. Thank you. No worries. No worries. One thing I just wanted to say as well, if anyone is in the position at the minute whereby you have you have been laid off, you're looking for your for your next job, for your next chapter, I think the key I think the key is Obviously, there'll be a lot of good talent acquisition people applying for jobs at the minute. So I think it's a case of being, what I always say is be very polite, but very persistent. I don't think there's anything wrong with hitting people up on multiple occasions, as long as it's done in the in the right way. I know posting resumes in makes people really stand out. I know this maybe not 
everyone's cup of tea, but if you can get hiring managers or uh, or people hiring, if you can get hold of their numbers and call them, not a lot of people have the courage to do that these days. If you have got the courage to do that, it really makes you stand out. And depending on what industry you're in, cybersecurity, this doesn't really happen. But if you're recruiting for certain um, arenas, I know people's numbers are on LinkedIn. Um, there's nothing wrong with sending them a WhatsApp directly to really make yourself um, stand out if you're not getting a response. Um, or anything like that. So that's what I'd be doing if I was if I was looking for a if I was looking for a role. Has anyone else got any other questions at all? Hey, Valerie, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. And um, good. I have a question for recruiters. I know that they're looking for the individual if they can actually have the background. But is there other things that they're looking for besides what they can do? So I, I recruit very technical roles. So within cybersecurity, we look at skill set, we look at retention rates. So um, we have an expression in recruitment, jumpy. So if they've been not stayed at, if they've been at lots of employers in a short space of time, that would be a factor. We also look at motivations for moving. So if I'm approaching a cybersecurity engineer and he wants to move for a 10K pay rise, that would be something I would flag up as a moral reason with my client, because if they'll move for a 10K pay rise this year, it probably means when another recruiter rings them next year, they'll move again. So motivations for moving are a big factor. Another thing we also look at is what's going on before work and after work. So within InfoSec, within cybersecurity, it's very fast paced, highly technical. So the guys and girls within my industry need to take self-development incredibly seriously. So what are they doing to keep that uh, that, that progression moving forward? And then the other thing that we, we do look at now, we do look at their personal brand. We look at what they're doing on LinkedIn. We look for YouTube channels. There's a thing called GitHub, which is for technical people. We look at what's going on in their GitHub repos for all the reasons that we've we've just described. So we look at various different points within the process to make sure they're a good fit. And then the final thing we look at, Valerie, is, is cultural fit as well. Make sure they're a, a good cultural fit for the business and make sure they're a sustainable, solid hire. Okay. And now do you... Now, I know you're looking for all these things, but do you put like a more human-centric feel to it by contacting this individual to make... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If I'm talking about me as an agency side recruiter, candidates, they would never go over to my client without uh, having been on a Zoom call with me for a considerable period of time. And a lot of the time, Valerie, because I'm, it's a bit different because I'm so specialised and I've done it for a long time. I know a lot of the guys and girls anyway. Yeah, so it's, it's a little bit different. But look, I'm friends with Caitlin from Bishop Fox. She's a great internal recruiter. Uh, I know that she spends a lot of time with her her candidates, getting to know them. She's got guys and girls that she's known for a long time. She'll interview everyone first before they go through to the head of the head of pen testing or the head of cybersecurity or whatever it might be. Yeah, there's definitely a soft skills and communication skills are, are, are most definitely a, a big factor. Okay, great. All right. Thank you for um, cool. sharing. And yeah. I was wondering personal branding piece because I'm constantly active putting content out there around mm. areas that I love and passionate about. So mm. I wanted to confirm if that's something that you do look at as well. Yeah, it, do you know what? It, it's, it's just a game changer from a recruitment standpoint. I've met clients where they've had multiple agencies on a very hard to fill position. 
and and, and, and it's literally to be once the brand's built and you've got a lot of people in your network it's almost a case of just hi it's tom are you available for a chat and if they've seen you on linkedin on a regular basis you've got your connections to around thirty thousand. it just it changes the game as a recruiter it becomes a lot less stressful and a lot easier (laughs) oh that's good (laughs) yeah yeah cool all right valid did you want to ask me anything else are you okay or I think you answered everything, but thank you so much. No worries. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, just for anyone else going into feeling tough times, there was a post out the other day that the tech market, staffing market, at the minute is worth $33 billion, and in 2030, it's going to be worth $48 billion. But it's not going to be a linear process, a straightforward line to get there. So there is going to be ups and downs along the way. There is not all plain sailing. I hope anyone that's fallen on half times, I know there's some good, good talent acquisition people out there that are still looking for work. So I think just you know keep your head up and stay strong. And I know some of the branding stuff is slightly more long term. But it's a really good thing to do now. I just think it really protects you in the future. The other thing as well is, I know I mentioned it before briefly, but the podcast piece is absolutely huge. If you can, if you can start a podcast or if anyone wants to talk to me about starting a podcast, it really is game changing. It's just a lot easier to contact people. And I think the easiest way to describe it um, is that people feel like they know you before they've actually uh, met you. If anyone's got any questions at all, just let me know. My DMs on LinkedIn light up all the time with loads of questions, so I thought people might have more. So, yeah. The chap that I mentioned, by the way, on personal branding, his name's Sean Anderson. His company's called Hoxo. They're all over my profile. They're really, really good. The other point I was just going to make is I'm probably aging myself a bit and showing my age here a bit, but now is the time to get posted. The generation coming up, for anyone that's got children or anything like that, everyone knows that kids these days are glued to TikTok and all the rest of it. Some of them are all over YouTube, got YouTube channels and so on and so forth. So I say I do really think this is the way that things are going. And I think getting into the habit of, of posting on a frequent basis really will change things. All right, guys and girls, look, if no one's got any other questions, I'm probably going to start to wrap things up here. I'm determined to stick with these LinkedIn lives. It's the second time I've had a um, technical issue on one, but um, but there you go. I hope it wasn't too um, interrupted. Um, lovely to um, have you all in the uh, in this um, live event. Thank you for your questions as well. By the way, um, everyone, I know what it's like. Sometimes questions can spring to mind. Sometimes you might not want to ask questions in front of everyone else. So if there are any additional questions at all do feel free to ask just one last tip to leave you with as well if you're a talent acquisition person within this group follow some people that are recruiters with big followings again if you're not aware of who they are just drop me a dm and i'll point you in the direction these recruiters with huge followings and the reason i mention followings all the time is because it's a sign of how valuable their content is if lots of people are following you it means the content you're producing is valuable and helpful and people are actually listening to it i'll leave you with that thought hope everyone has a nice uh, finish to the day thank you very much uh, for coming in and i'll i'll see you all soon thanks a lot